Welcome back to Gen Talks. It's Drew here. And Kaylee. Today, we're going to talk about women's hygiene products and the pink tax. And for just some background, the pink tax is a phenomenon often attributed as a form of gender-based price discrimination, with the name stemming from the observation that many of the affected products are pink. And yeah. So something that I just thought was really interesting was just, it's really mind-boggling to me that like all high schools and middle schools don't have um, like they don't supply tampons, pads, and stuff like that because to me, like our school, Drew, we um, they supply that kind of stuff for free for like if you we really need it. Obviously, like I'm not gonna want to go to the bathroom and use that one all the time, but it's there if I need it. If like something happens, or if I forget and it something happens at school, but it's just so like that's just it seems as basic as toilet paper, you know. It feel it makes it feels safer for girls especially. It's a safe place, and I think also um, another a problem like that I I heard of was just being able to fund like schools and something that I read was that someone to counteract like the whole being able to access um, feminine hygiene products for free at schools. It's just um, the regulations and how and like I think the biggest problem would be funding, but I think those are these are just as simple as like. It's like toilet paper. Like you need toilet paper, and girls need like these products. And you you're gonna just gonna let them bleed out at school. Like what are you gonna do? <laughs> like you're just not gonna give them like you know. I think that's just ab- absurd. You know. Yeah, and actually, I didn't know that our school, the school we go to, provides these products for girls. I did not know that, but I really do think it's something like you said. It's basically like a necessity. Like it's toilet paper it's as simple as like toilet paper it's like were you not gonna put toilet paper in the bathrooms at school that really um doesn't really make sense to me either it's like also just having them there I feel like would create a sense of like I can like welcoming to girls sort of and community in in a way too and and also um I think not just within high schools or people who are more fortunate to have to have like these resources because I know like our school is pretty fortunate to have like certain like more resources than other schools yeah. and just other countries or nations or other areas that don't um nece- even just like the communities where they don't can't afford to buy um tampons and and pads and stuff like that it's it's a whole issue about um like health because having like an infection or these kinds of things can like really harm like women's health and also um I think another problem just with um like period like or period products in general is just like the environmental impact there's it it, it, this is like just went on I just went on like a, a terrible tangent but the pads and tampons like you use one or like three every day and then it's about like seven days it's about like five to seven days or longer, right? So that's like thirty. That's never like yeah, it's like thirty of th- thirty things you go through, and you put that in the trash, and just like think about how many women have to do that, and how terrible for the environment it is. So there are like period panties, so like different options are like period panties, diva cups. I don't know. Those are like some things that aren't as bad for the environment, but I think. In the future, it would be really nice to have things, more options that aren't 
as um bad for the environment you know like not just single use things yes and this happens every month like Mm -hmm. this is not like a one and done thing like this happens every month to girls and women in the world so that's like a lot of like landfill waste i also think it's it's interesting like period cramps oh yeah they hurt really bad (laughs) but i've heard i obviously (laughs) don't know but i've heard that they are very painful yeah and i think it's i feel like it feels almost like you're just genuinely sick and like like i said before like the biggest thing is just like feminine hygiene products should be accessible any like in the bathroom any bathroom in public without um without having to pay for it it's like it's literally like toilet paper and it should be um accessible like that in any public place I agree with that they shouldn't be taxed and Kaylee and I live in Texas and obviously I don't have to deal with this problem of like paying for tampons and pads but Texans pay up to 8.25 percent in sales tax taxes on most purchases including tampons though items such as groceries and medicine are exempt this was in an article on on express news where texas teens push to end state sales tax on tampons and pads like that's a lot of money that's a lot of money every month that someone is paying for this yeah it's a lot of money and at schools like kids, if they don't have enough resources to access that school, for example, and I think I remember reading this on like the organization period um, that is striving to end period poverty and to provide free resources to all girls around the world um, for feminine hygiene products. They, um, they said that girls like go home because they don't have the resources um, to maintain like the feminine hygiene if they're they start their period at school and I just think it's one out of like embarrassment and it's also because like just it's not clean they need to and so like I think that's another issue on just like and so they have to skip school so like they're not going to be at school and so then there's that issue of unequal like learning opportunities because if a girl has to skip school for a day um, because they don't have the resources because of their period, then the people who don't have to, who don't go through periods or don't have periods will have like the, a little bit difference in how, like what education they're getting. Yeah. And it's, I find it also like sort of ironic that the legislation that is being pushed for like tampon tax, like most legislators are male in today's Mm -hmm. society. Like if you look at our government, it is majority male. Right, I just yeah. find it funny that men are trying to tax something that doesn't even like happen to them or like mm-hmm. occur to them. Like men don't get periods. This, in a sense, like what you were talking about, is very similar to like the whole abortion, um, pro-life or pro-choice like arguments. Yeah. Um, I feel like, but a lot less controversial. Definitely, abortion is definitely probably one of the most controversial topics out there right now out there but also another thing is just like the stigmatization or stigmatized or the stigma around like periods or having your period um having pads tampons 
having to hide them when you like need to go to the restroom to do it or when someone starts their period and says to a teacher that they need to go use the restroom and then the teacher I think maybe I saw somewhere that someone had to um, go to the restroom and then they asked their teacher like can I use the restroom the teacher said like what like they said no and they like needed or they asked why they needed to use the restroom I feel like it's it's a matter of like just ba- being a bad teacher. I feel like you can't do that to your student. Yeah, I feel like, like teachers just like if someone asks you to go to the restroom, you say yes. They have to go when they have to go, whether they're going to use the bathroom or to change out their pad or tampon. Like you say yes. I just feel like people shouldn't be ashamed. Like girls shouldn't be ashamed of having been on their period. And I mean, I think right now it's probably a lot better than it was like a few years ago or something where girls are like yeah I'm on my period or like or and people now joke about it like uh, about oh you're on your period now like you're going through mood swings or something like that and in the same way it's like it can be both a good and bad thing because people will now like associate like mood swings or like being in a bad mood or like being upset with oh you're on your period now like I think it's less stigmatized but at the same time I still feel like being on your period is associated with like bad and being it's kind of being sick but you're not actually sick and I feel like that's something that still needs to change it's everything is about education right but like it's hard to change the way the culture is you know yeah you can't just teach that in school yeah and I feel like schools like, do need to do a better job, like, educating girls in, like, middle school, like, when people start to first get their period on, like, what to do, because, like, some people just don't want to have that conversation with their parents, too. I think in this, on this podcast, we talk a lot about how implementing education policies for schools and so many different things, like mental health, um, education on um, a bunch of various topics, and making sure that people are educated about um, all of these issues that we talk about. Uh, but it just seems like a a big thing where obviously like schools should we want them to do all of this and we want them to educate people on like the different issues to be, just be socially aware of like their sur- of, of so that kids can be socially aware of their surroundings and be more cognizant of like what they're doing and what they're saying and how their actions affect others but at the same time sometimes schools can't always um like implement certain educational policies and stuff like that for all the like for everything it just seems like it needs to just be some culturally like like cultural change and like that would be the only way because even if like when we have for example drew like you you and i we all have like wellness a wellness class or like a health class yeah but sometimes it feels like it doesn't like you're not really learning things or people aren't really taking things seriously right yeah it, that is true yeah so then like how what how can schools or just society in general create like a community that can destigmatize or take away the shame of like certain things like pe- like being on your period or feminine hygiene products and stuff like that because, like we say, like, schools should implement policies, but it, that's not always, like, the, it, it can't always happen. Like, we can't always, the solution can't always be, like, schools should implement it. I guess families, it's another solution could be education within families and just being educate, self-educating yourself. But it's it's hard to know what you don't know. 
Yeah, but I think a school can at least try. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no harm in trying. I think, like, if you try and it doesn't work, then come at it in a different solution or a different way. Right. But they should at least try to educate about this. I think another solution could be just people who are, I feel like in a lot of schools and stuff like that, people are passionate about um, advocating, or at least there's at least one person or two people that are passionate about advocating at, like, at every school, I feel like. And it, if we're able to get like messages out about um, different topics and have like flyers hanging around the school, like it doesn't have to be the school's job, but I think um, it should be the school's job to, in- to encourage kids to speak out about, about advocating about um, what they believe in. And the biggest thing is just making sure that false information doesn't get spread. Yeah. And so to sort of bring this back to like talking about like period tax and the pink tax, Um, there are not every state in the United States, because that's where Kaylee and I, Kaylee and I are, taxes, like, consider tampons a luxury and taxes them. Utah, California, Florida, Maryland, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, New York are just some of around the 15 states that don't tax hygiene products. Mm -hmm. But that's like 15 out of 51 states. Yeah. But yeah, that's I think that's crazy, and the fact that there's already a lot of states that that don't have a tax on like these kinds of things, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't get why other states won't do it. Like, is it because they don't want more regulations for like the for businesses? I think it's a health situation where everyone should have the right to have health products without a certain tax. And yeah. maybe I'm just not educated enough on maybe like the the health market, maybe there are other things that are being taxed. And if so, um, you can send us a message through Anchor or any other podcast platform. But I don't think that people who have health conditions or health issues or not issues, but things that are necessities for your health, I don't think those should be taxed because those are things that are just ne- necessities for survival. Yeah, and that sort of goes into, not to get off topic too much, but that sort of goes up to, like, prescription drug prices going up to insane amounts. Mm-hmm. Like, their necessity for health, like insulin for diabetics, mm-hmm. that price should not be rising. Like, mm-hmm. it's a necessity for health. It shouldn't be taxed as heavily, and it definitely should not be so pricey. Like, I understand you have to make your money, but don't increase the prices, like, to insane absurd amounts, like. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think based on, if we're, when we talk about price, it's hard for Drew and I to talk about it, because the whole economic standpoint, we're just not, we're still in high school, and we're not clear on economics. We're seeing this more of, like, from a social standpoint as in like these are necessities that people need and not really thinking about like economic ramifications of lowering drug prices or getting rid of taxes on feminine hygiene products this is purely social and not really look at it from an economy standpoint like yes we understand that people do need to make their money somehow but Mm -hmm. yeah so disclaimer there (laughs) Um, I think that 
the lessons like we took I've taken from this conversation is just like these are basic necessities and and being able to educate yourself is so important so if you're like listening to the pod this podcast right now please like try to figure out things that you don't know because that's something that I'm still trying to do and it's it's an literally it's a lifelong journey like you cannot stop and you like you should never stop trying to find out things that are not going things that are just not occurring in your life right now are not impacting you because it's impacting someone else and just because you don't know about it or you don't see it happening doesn't mean that it's not happening please just advocate for what you believe in speak out about things because it can help so many people yes and one last thing to wrap it all up is here at NewGen, our theme for October was um, period awareness, pink tax, everything to do with periods. So if you would like to educate yourself, you can go to our social media, see all of our posts and educational posts about those topics. Thank you so much for listening, listening to our episode of Gen Talks and see you next time.